You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello and welcome to the Thursday morning edition of From the Podium covering the Kansas City Chiefs Wednesday press conferences. I'm the editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney. We got to hear from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, wide receiver Tyree Kill, and cornerback Rashad Fenton on Wednesday. We'll start with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. We'll take a quick break and you'll hear from Hill and Fenton. Right now, here is the Chiefs head coach, Andy Reid. The only person that won't practice today is... Uh... Dana, he uh, has a hamstring, and uh, and we'll just take it day by day, see how he does. He is making progress, so we'll just see see how it works out for him. Um, uh, listen, we look forward to playing the Raiders. I mean, we know they're a good football team. They went in and got after New Orleans. They played the last two games right down to the end. So we we know they're they're a, a good team, and they're very well coached and. Um, They've got good players, so we've got to make sure we have a good week of preparation as we go forward. Anyways, with that, time's yours. Go first to Sam Mellinger. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, uh, Andy, um, this might sound a little bit off the wall. Um, we all know what you think of Eric Bieniemy, right, and and that you think he's deserving of a, a head coaching job. It seems to me, and I think some others, that you've been um, – you've name dropped him a little bit more um, in, in situations like this. I'm just wondering if that's intentional to try and – make sure everybody knows who he is and what he does, or if that's just something that comes natural. Well, I, I don't know. I feel like I do it with the coaches and just, I mean, if they do a good job, I'm a, I'm gonna tell you, I'm lucky to have the guys I've got. So, um, but listen, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm pulling for him, but I'm not just throwing his name out there, throw his name out there. That's not how I roll. But if he does, you know, if, if uh, he's deserving like the other guys, I, I'm going to mention it, you know, Appreciate you asking, though. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hi, Andy. Um, Jordan Ta'amu tested positive, obviously, last week, and you heard about Stefan Gilmore now. There are pictures out there of him hugging and with and, and talking with Pat after the game. My question for you is, what's your level of concern right now that Pat or any of your players has the virus, your coaches, yourself? What's your level of concern with that right now? Yeah, well, listen, I mean, we're just, we take it day by day and we try to do the best we possibly can um, at keeping ourselves as clean as we can and, and uh, at the same time learning every day. So, um, you know, I, we're, we're all wearing masks. We've been doing that and more shields and whatever. I mean, whatever all the terms are, but we've tried to keep our nose and our mouth covered the best way we possibly can and, and, uh, and then try to be as safe as we can off the field. Um, so, uh, but listen, I think just like you, every, uh, you guys, every day is a new experience that you got to kind of work through and, uh, that's what we're doing. <clears throat> Let's go next to Dave Scretta. Go ahead, Dave. Hey, Andy, sort of piggybacking on that a little bit. Are, are you guys changing any kind of protocols? Are you isolating quarterbacks and, and are they all being in the same room? Are you, 
Are you finding yourself adapting at all as the season goes on? Yeah, well, what we do is we look at the uh, numbers in the room, the space, and then we've got some guys doing virtual, some guys are doing, um, you know, the, with the coach in, in room if there's space. So um, we've got it kind of mixed up here and there uh, just to hide somebody out. I haven't done that. Uh, no. Um, so I mean, that's kind of where, where we're at. If we have space, we've tried to utilize everything here, you know, so we've, We've eliminated the cafeteria to where that's a room for the players and uh, for the offensive line. We've we've utilized the indoor facility where we do our team meetings and and so on. So we've we've got uh, uh, after meetings, it looks like an indie crew coming through, just uh, cleaning up, uh, changing the tires, man, putting the tables away and the chairs away and everything else. So um, you know that's that's what we're doing. <clears throat> Go next to Herbie. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Coach, you had mentioned after uh, Monday night's game that Chris was Chris Jones was a little tender, um, didn't play Monday night, but how optimistic are you that you should be able to ramp him up a little bit more this week leading to Sunday? Yeah, I think he's feeling, he's feeling a little better, and um, we'll see how he does. I mean, we'll just take – that's one of those day-by-day things. You know, he had a groin strain, and so we'll just see how he feels. And, um, and if he can go, he'll go. If he, if he can, he can't, but – well, we'll see how it, how it works out. Go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Coach. I had a quick question to Sam's point on the enemy. I know he was involved in the Fisher play recently. How much have you seen Eric grow as far as game planning and play design go since he became OC in, in 18? Yeah, well, I mean, he he does them. So, I mean, he's the he's in there doing it with grabs the coaches and – and uh, they come up with these ideas and, and we roll, you know, so, and then they, they let me in on it. Uh, so I know what what's going on, but um, I think they, uh, you know, Eric, the one thing Eric is, is a phenomenal leader and of men and he makes everybody around him better. And so, and his knowledge of the game is second to none. That's why I can answer questions uh, and still look in the mirror and feel good about doing it. I mean, I just, uh, I know how <clears throat> how good he is, uh, and how what a good football coach he is, and a great person. So, connect to Seren Petro. Good, Seren. Uh, <clears throat> coach, I know uh, you guys do the contact tracing. Rick Burkhalter uh, explained all that, and so you have all your information that you have on your team. But I'm curious uh, on game day, is there like a share, right? Like I know the Gilmore, the vid, there's video. You can see who was close there, but like for during the course of the game, like maybe Juan Thornhill never came in contact with James White or something, you know, through somehow way, is there a report that generates so that, you know, cross teams, you can see who was in contact with who during a game? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They, they, everybody has these tracers on coaches included. So we've all got them and, um, and they can tell when you're around somebody and uh, how much you're, you know, how much time you're with them. <clears throat> and, um, you know, and obviously the distance, the tracers are based off a of distance. So uh, it's a six foot area and, uh, that you keep. And, um, but uh, yeah, that's, uh, uh, they've got all the, all the stats on it. Got time for a couple more. We'll go Karen and then Sam. Go ahead, Karen. Hi coach. You know, for years we've talked about the Raiders rivalry, but is there anything different when, the quarantine, the pandemic, and now they're the Vegas Raiders. I mean, is there something that's just different about it now? No, listen, I don't think so. I think it's the Raiders against the Chiefs, and it wouldn't matter where we were housed at, but um, 
you know, it'd still be the Raiders and the Chiefs. And that's how I look at it. Um, uh, so I, I, I mean, we we look forward to it. I know they look forward to it. It's kind of fun. I mean, that part of it, the competition part of it, is a uh, one of those things. Now, I think they're playing really good football right now and um, very strong. And they're going to bring it bring it to you for four quarters, and that's you know that's that's how they roll. And you got to prepare yourself and have a good week of practice. So. Let's go Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Andy, I just wanted to, to make sure I heard something, two things accurately. On that contract tracing with the opposing team, that didn't result in, in any of your guys ha having to isolate or anything. And then I'll wait to ask the second one. Uh, no. Yeah. And it, the virtual thing that you mentioned, is that something that's that's new, recent, or is that something you started off the, the year with, with, with having some of the guys do virtual and some of the guys in the actual room? Yeah, so we did it. We did it in camp too, um, with a few guys, and then we've done it all season. Yeah, coach, we appreciate the time today. Thanks. Okay, thank you. Yep. Hey, Patrick. The Patriots were able to sustain a bit of pressure on you without having to blitz much at all. How do you guys, as a unit, sort of correct that going into what'll be another tough front seven against Vegas? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, first off, I, th I thought the offensive line did a good job. There was a couple times I was drifting a little bit, and so I'll do better at working within the pocket, especially when they're only rushing three to four pass rushers. I have to trust in them. Um, and then uh, just getting the ball to my hand and finding the right reads. Uh, there was a couple times in the game after watching film. Uh, I think I said after the game, but even after watching film where there were some guys open, and I wasn't able to find them. And, uh, I mean, that's a great defense, and we're coming up against Narwin this week, so we have to accept the challenge every single play. Let's go next to Vahe. Go ahead, Vahe. Hey, Patrick. Um, I wonder if you could, uh, two questions. I'll just ask the first one first, Brad, if you can hold on for me. Um, what, what went through your mind when you heard about um, Stephen Gilmore testing positive and how, how have you been just trying to process that? I think you. I think you. I think you just have to uh, trust in the the process and the protocols that are set in place. I mean, obviously, uh, knowing that I, I I went up to him after the game and just gave him the high five like I would I, I've done my whole career and not thinking about it, it was I mean a little bit of a mental lapse uh, just trying to be, show sportsmanship and stuff like that. But uh, I, I mean I feel like the the protocols in place are good and I just have to trust in that. Wear my mask. Uh, do whatever Rick and them say, and then then uh, just trust in we don't all know what what's happening in this world this time, but just accept the challenge every single day of being uh, in the best place I can be to be available for the team. And then the other part, Patrick, I, I, this is kind of personal, but uh, I think it's pertinent. I mean, with you guys announcing that Brittany's pregnant and then with, with Jordan um, last week and this, how, what kind of discussions do you have about that? Or how do you, how do you process that, that aspect of all this? Yeah, I mean, it, it is. And it's something that I think about every day. I mean, you have to you have to think about that with her being pregnant and kind of that high risk uh, category. And so uh, I just try to do my best, especially after uh, finding out uh, Jordan was positive. Obviously, we, we here I stayed a week, stayed six feet apart and our meeting rooms are set up to where we're far enough apart or he's in the virtual meetings or whatever uh, that that situation is. But when I went home over the weekend, I slept in a slept in a different bedroom and stayed stayed away from her as much as possible. And and so I've kind of gotten these uh, these negative tests back. And so I just try to do my part just to kind of keep myself away from her and, and social distance uh, whenever stuff like this arises. But uh, the only thing good about being here every single day is I get tested every single day. So it's uh, good at keeping track of where I'm at. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Patrick, uh, you touched on this a minute ago, but I wanted to go back to it. You know, you were around um, Jordan Ta'amu, I'm sure, in the days before he tested positive, And then obviously there was the Gilmore thing. So what's your level of concern right now that you 
have or will soon get the virus, not just yourself, but your, the other quarterbacks, the rest of your teammates, your coaches, everybody else? Yeah, I mean, it's a different time. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing. And you knew that coming into this season. Uh, if you thought you were going to go through the entire season and no one was going to test positive, then you had a little bit of false hope. And so uh, you just trust that the protocols in place are the right protocols. Uh, kind of like I, like I said, I mean, obviously with Brittany being pregnant, I try to do whatever I can to to social distance and, and stay away because it's even being available to the team. But even more part for me, just kind of stay and keep my family safe. And so uh, uh, I just do my best part of staying socially distanced and obviously had a little lapse at the end of the game, uh, just trying to show respect to a great football player who I hope is getting better uh, very quickly. Um, and I'll try to keep away from that and try not to do it again. Let's go next to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Patrick. <clears throat> Certainly understand that um, you're, you're so used to doing something like that with, with Stephon Gilmore after the game. I'm, I'm just wondering, does the NFL contact you after they see a video like that? Do, do, do you hear from the NFL or the Players Association that they kind of remind you not to do that? Uh, I, I, the NFL talked to our team. Uh, I think talked to Rick. and they, they, they are in constant communication with Rick, the NFL and the NFLPA, and they do a great job of that. And Rick reminded guys after, after the game, and he also reminded guys uh, today in our meetings of kind of the protocols and the different stuff that we have to do in, in the building and during the games. And so uh, uh, it, I think as long as we listen to those protocols, we can keep, keep from hopefully having any outbreaks or anything like that and uh, keep it to an isolated incident and hopefully be able to go out there and play the sport that we love every single day. Let's go next to Matt McMullen. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Patrick. So you're a quarter of the way through the season now, and the talk all offseason was, you know, run it back. We're not satisfied with the Super Bowl. But now you're four games into the season. You're undefeated, playing well on both sides of the ball. How proud are you of just the entire team in this group for taking that challenge seriously this year? Yeah, I mean, it's it's – it's uh, it takes a special group of men to come out here and, and not be satisfied with coming off a Super Bowl championship and, and not relax. And I think that's what you're seeing with these guys is uh, we're four and zero, but we're taking every week uh, as serious as the next one and taking every single day and really accepting the challenge and the opportunities that we have. Because uh, in the, in this league, every single team, every single week can beat you, and so you have to make sure you take them as serious as, as a Super Bowl game uh, every week that you're here. Got three more hands up. We'll go right down the line. Darren Serin and then Matt. Go ahead, Darren. Hey, Patrick, uh, a quick question, obviously, uh, with this whole COVID thing, I know you are the player rep for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, if the, you know, if it comes to a situation where players need to be isolated in a bubble hotel, so to speak, you know, have you all had that conversation? And and if so, you know, what's the thought process? If it comes to something like that, would you all be willing to actually isolate yourself over the next few months in a, in a hotel, so to speak, the team and organization to make sure that the season is able to be completed. I think there's, there's been a couple talks uh, talking about situations like that uh, between the, the, the players union and NFL and stuff like that. But I think if, uh, if you look at kind of the, 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 the transcript baseball did and they had some outbreaks earlier in their season and then guys kind of really got with the protocols and they were able to get through the season without a lot of positive tests near the end of it. Um, I think that it's a good transcript and a good blueprint for us. And so uh, I think if we can just kind of get through, I mean, there's kind of just been one real outbreak and a couple positive tests here and there. But if we can get to the protocols and really enforce them within each other, within the players and within the coaches, uh, I think we can get to where we don't, we don't have to be in that bubble situation. But uh, if it happened, I mean, I know for me, I, I mean, I love the game. and I know how special this team is, so I, I would be willing to do it. But uh, I know it's, uh, it's different for every individual. Let's go to our last two. We'll go Seren and then Matt. Go ahead, Seren. Uh, Patrick, I'm curious, you know, uh, I know you guys, Andy's probably got a schedule for any kind of, you know, you got a Saturday game, got a Friday game, got a Thursday game. He's 
ready to, to put it all together, but it's something that he plans for all year, right? You guys got this extra day thrown in there. I'm curious, what, what, do, you, what do you do with it? Do you, do you pack in a little bit of Raiders prep since you lost a day there, or does everybody just relax? How does, how does that change your uh, preparation? Yeah, I think uh, with the uh, with the uh, the players, you can't really prep for the next game. Uh, I mean, obviously, we lost a day of, uh, of the week, but you have to make that up uh, yesterday when you're kind of usually on your like kind of off day where you're just kind of getting a little bit in. You have to make sure you double up and get that day back. Um, but uh, uh, for me, I, I watched college football. I prepared for the Patriots uh, another another day and got as much as I could in. Um, and I, I tried to do my best to relax my body, in, and so I was able to go out there and play my best football. Well, that's the Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Patrick, you were pretty tough on yourself the other night after the game. And, you know, it, it didn't sound like you were the guy that won a game by 16 points, maybe even lost the game. Um, what is it just about your competitive nature and your, your self-criticism that when you have a stat line that, you know, hey, would be a career day for some guys that you're considering it a, a down game for you? I think it's just setting the expectation uh, at a very high level. And I think uh, with the guys that we have on this offense and the guys that we have in this locker room that we that we expect to go out there and score uh, every time we hit the field. And when we have a game like last week where we're obviously we're playing a very good defense, but we just weren't executing at a high level, uh, then you're not going to put points on the board. Um, but the good thing about this team is uh, it kind of gets slept on, but the defense is a is a pretty pretty good defense too. And so uh, they, they kind of held, held their own like they've been doing all season and since the end of last season. And uh, when you have good complimentary football like that, you win football games. Thanks, Patrick. We appreciate the time. Thank you. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You just heard from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, and now we continue on with Tyreek Hill. Just want to get your reaction to just a player for the Raiders testing positive and just how much have you thought about what your world could look like if you test positive or if someone like Patrick, one of your teammates, tests positive? You know, um, it's definitely crazy right now. You know, um, my job is just to, you know, basically just come in and just control the things I can control, you know, and that's and that's my safety and that's my teammate's safety and that's the coach's safety and that's even my kid's safety, you know, so. And and I'm going to continue to do everything I can, you know, whether it's where um wearing my mask in meetings, you know, even um, practicing on um, throughout the week, you know, so I'm just going to continue doing, you know, the things that the NFL and the Chiefs have told us to do, you know, but so. Pete Sweeney, go ahead, Pete. 
Eric, I noticed the New England Patriots played like seven or eight defensive backs for most of the game. But even before this game, besides your 54-yarder, which was a great play, it's been tough to really get those big chunk plays that we're used to seeing. What have you noticed in common maybe that opposing defenses are doing a little bit more this year to eliminate some of those? I don't know. Um, I, I just feel like, um, you know, we're we're like known as like, probably like deep threats. You know, we got me, we got Cole, we got Semi, obviously who can do it. And then you got Kelsey who can even do it. So like teams are like more aware, you know, of us, you know, so it's not like, we're not seeing as much man coverage, you know, as we usually see, you know, it's more, you know, zone thoughts, you know, trying to um, slow us down, you know, so that could be a reason why, you know, I mean, we still fast, we still can catch, you know, we like, we still got all of that, you know, but, you know, sometimes, you know, some teams, they just, you know, they just play, you know, not to, you know, give up the uh, deep shot. So. Let's go next to Steve Walls. Go ahead, Steve. Hey, what's up, Tariq? Hey, how you doing? I'm good. Uh, you talked about con- controlling the things that you can control, but right. the, the stress level is still there, right? Talk about the level of having to worry about if you can, if you will get the virus and possibly take it home and also just, trying to prepare for a game while worrying about all that stuff. I'm going to knock on some wood. So I hope I don't get the virus, you know? So um, if I would get the virus, you know, I mean, I, I will obviously, you know, quarantine myself away from my, from my kids and, you know, the team, you know, so like I said, I'm going to just control the things that I can control, you know, and, and that's wearing a mask everywhere that I go, you know, so I'm even doing like double mask today. So I got a mask and I got, and like, um, I got the mask and um, I got the uh, Coach Reed visor going today, you know, so I'm just trying to protect myself because, you know, I know when I go home, I got to deal with my kids, you know, so I don't want to spread that, you know, to my kids or, or anything or, or my, or, or my parents. So, Go next to Harold Kuntz. Go ahead, Harold. Hey, Ty. Uh, a couple, about a, three weeks, month ago, I saw you with uh, at Liberty with the Lee Summit North team and coaching. Right. I'm just curious your idea, like, what's it about, you know, coaching, helping kids? What have you learned from them? What have they learned from you about coaching and, and everything that goes involved with just interacting with kids about the game of football? Well, coaching has always been something that, you know, I've always wanted to do ever since, you know, I was a kid, you know, because my dad, you know, he kind of coached me, you know, through through Prop Warner, through high school, you know, um, and um, he even, you know, trained me, you know, doing some of my um, NFL offseason, you know. So just for him, you know, to help me get to the path that I'm on right now is just so amazing. You know, like the way he he like impacted my life, you know, the things he taught me is it's like some of the same things I want to be able to teach some of these young men that I'm coaching at least some North, you know, so like, I feel like, you know, everyone has a purpose in life, you know, so my dad's purpose was to coach, you know, and to like, and, and to like impact the youth where I'm from. Well, I feel like my impact is, well, my purpose is kind of the same thing. You know, I want to be able to mentor those guys and, you know, tell, you know, like help lead those guys and like help get those guys to, like the level that they want to get to and that's division one division two and that's just next level football you know and also you know help mentor them to be better young men off the field you know so that's what it's all about you know like yes we love playing football but it's what you do you know outside of football of is is 
is like um, who makes you who you are. So that's why I love coaching so much. We've got time for one more, guys. We'll go last to Seren Petro. Go ahead, Seren. Tyreek, uh, you know, when everyone talks about you around the NFL, they talk about how fast you are. It's always yep. your speed, your speed. Maybe your ups, right? You get some credit for your verticality as well. But no one ever talks about your hands. Uh, no, no one talks about your ability to catch. Is that? I mean, you, you've made yourself into a complete all-around wide receiver. And I know you talked back – uh, maybe it was after your first year about talking to the guys at the Pro Bowl, talking to Antonio Brown, and really picking people's brains about you know how to go about being a good receiver. Does it ever frustrate you? I mean, you've always been fast. I assume you've always won every race you've run practically in your life. But does it frustrate you that maybe you don't get the credit for the work that you put into the nuances of the position? Uh, you know, to my hands, I just got to give credit to Grip Loose because they're the only glove that can handle the cheetah, you know? So, um, but with that being said, you know, um, you know, I used to get frustrated, you know, a lot, you know, when like you read reports about people saying, oh, he body catches, he body catches, you know, but my dad always taught me, you know, a catch is a catch, no matter how you get it done, you know, you can catch like, just like a win is a win, you know, you can win by one point or a hundred points, you still won a game, just like the same thing with a catch. If I catch an eight yard hitch with my body and fall and you catch an eight yard hitch with your hands and fall, we still got the same amount of yards. You know, so, but granted, you know, if I catch it with my hands, I can do something, you know, much more, you know, with the ball faster because I got the ball in my hands faster, you know, but I feel like over the years, you know, I've gained enough confidence, you know, to like catch with my hands, you know, and that comes with time, you know, um, just being around guys like Kelsey, Sammy and D-Rob and just watching all of those guys just snag the ball out of air. You know, I'm like, man, I can I can do that, too. Like I like I got s some small hands, but I can I can catch the ball like I, like I can track the ball like better than than like any of y'all. But just just like snagging the ball out, out of the air. You know, those guys really helped me, you know, and even motivated me to like catch the ball with my hands. So I've had a few drops in that practice, but in the game, though, it's like next level all snags. Tyreek, we appreciate you. Thanks for joining us. All right, guys. Thanks. Hey, Rashad. So you made a, a bunch of big plays on Monday, interception included. Where do you feel like you've grown the most as a player between your rookie season and where you are now? Um, just more so just understanding the defense itself, um, knowing where I got to be, knowing where other players got to be. All right. Let's go to Karen Kornacki. Go ahead, Karen. Rashad. Hey, um, you guys have done great in all the safety protocols, I, Tyreek was just telling us how he's wearing double masks now. He's got visor and a mask and stuff. But how concerned are you when you see like a DB from another team, knowing you guys get face-to-face -face with these receivers or fighting on the ground for a fumble recovery? Is there some concern that you can't control what other teams do? And so there's always that threat out there. Does that bother you? I mean, don't get me wrong. We're all humans at the end of the day. So, you know, viruses and other things that can attack our body and my body is is a concern at the end of the day. Um, it is a health issue, but um, at the end of the day, you, you just got to trust what you signed up for and trust the protocols uh, uh, align with the job and the regular health uh, issues aligned to it. So, I mean, you just got to trust it and, and stay prayed up at this time and got to take care of the rest. Go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Rashad, uh, what was it like having, uh, I know you guys haven't practiced yet, but, but having Breland, uh, Rashad Breland back in the building and 
a number of those plays you made against New England, including the interception, do you feel like you necessarily would have made those plays last season? Um, you know what I mean? Uh, it's great having Brashad back. He, he brings a lot of the energy back. You know, he's another vet along with Honey Badger and Dan on on the defensive court. So, you know, it's, it's great because I'm a cornerback, so he brings the 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 years into the DB room. And, uh, it's great to have him back. You know, he caught it picking the Super Bowl, man. The whole team loves to have him back. Um, but last year, uh, I would have been playing nickelback, so it's hard to say if I would have been able to make the same plays at corner. But um, who knows? I'm not sure if I would have been able to or if I wouldn't have. Go next to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey Rashad, with the with the suspension to Breland and and the injuries, you've gotten maybe a lot more opportunities than you might have been expecting on um, the last few weeks. How important was it to you to take this playing time that you're getting and making the most of it and trying to show that hey, you know what, you deserve more playing time. Maybe you deserve being a starter. Um, you know, as a six round guy, you know you you, you labeled as just a special team guy. Uh, you know the it's the game of the football. Next man up. Uh, I was. I mean, it's a gift and a curse, of course, but I was best able to get more playing time, like you said. And uh, if, it, it just feels good knowing that you can, when your number's called and you have a job to do, it feel, just feels good that you're able to get the job done at an exceptional level as the starters would. And, uh, you know, um, it just feels good. Let's connect to Sarin Petro. Go ahead, Sarin. Uh, what, what, Rashad, just... You know, I know you talked a little bit about last year playing kind of a different slot, but just all around in your game, what what do you know more now? Like, what what's what knowledge have you gained uh, that that's helped you and that's made you more comfortable and more confident that you know you didn't have or, as as a rookie? Um, like I said, um, just being able to understand the defense a little bit more—that was uh, my biggest objective last year. This year, I, I, I know it, and I know more positions, and I know what other people are doing. Um, you know what I mean? Also, last year I was so focused on knowing the defense, um, I could rarely, if slim to some, really get an understanding of the offense because I was too busy worrying about what I had to do as my job first. But um, this year I'm able, since I know the defense, to pick apart the offense a little bit more, just learn a little bit more tendencies um, and, and kind of understand that a little bit more. That's, that, 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 that's just the most I was able to probably do from this year and last year. Looks like we've got one more hand up. Let's go last to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. I guess I'll stay on theme. So you played a lot more inside last year and, and through four weeks, you have a ton more outside experience this year. I was wondering if you could compare the two, the nickelback and then the outside, and then why, what you're more comfortable at and why. Um, you know, at nickelback, you, you, you're basically a, a linebacker and a, a defensive back. You know, you got to, at nickelback, you got to understand more, um, Offensive fronts, offensive run game. Uh, don't get me wrong, you're a defensive guy. You have to worry about run and pass always, of course. But at the nickelback, you're kind of in the mix of the seven-man front, seven-man run game. So um, it, it's just that aspect of you're really 50-50 at nickelback. Um, at corner, like I said, you are a defensive player, so you have to worry about the run as well. But it's a difference when you're on that island and you kind of, <laughs> you know what I mean, some yards apart from the nearest tackle or – quarterback and fullback. So, um, you know, you, you, you lean towards the, the pass game a lot more when you at cornerback. You know what I mean? You kind of just read the tendencies of the receiver and he'll give you run a pass, but kind of deal with that receiver more. Um, uh, to be honest with you, uh, I'm a defensive back. Um, 
wherever a coach want me to play, I can play safety, I can play nickelback, I can play corner, wherever my number needs to be called that um, I'm going to be ready to go. And that's just what it comes down to.